0: I'm your host, Lori Marie. I like to talk to all of my more successful friends on what it's like to be more successful than me. Basically anyone that has more IMDB credits and fans than I do. So, pretty much everyone I know. I hope you enjoy. What's up me and my more successful friends and listeners? Uh. We talked to Erin Darling today, um, also how to fuck up a podcast. (laughs) We talked for way too long, so it actually, um, got cut off towards the end there, but you didn't miss much towards the end. We just plug her social media, which you will be able to find in the information, uh, of the podcast. And we kind of go on a long detour after talking about social media, about dating and career. Um, So I think cutting it off at an hour and nine minutes was probably the best thing that could have happened. Thank you, universe. Um, Also, have I learned how to edit this shit out yet? Uh, I mean, yeah, I could do it. Do I have the time? Not really. Do I care? I don't know. Maybe I should care. But I don't. uh, Because I think that... (laughs) I don't know. It, this will all come together eventually. So uh, I hope you listen all the way through and you enjoy Aaron and I uh, on this episode, which is episode six. I can't believe I've done six of these things. All right. Enjoy. All right. What's up, Erin Darling. <laughs> Hi Lori. Thanks for having me
1: on your podcast. Yeah. I'm so glad you came and you brought a friend. I brought little Ripkin. Ripkin in, Darling. My She's dog. She's so cute, little puppy. She hears her name and stands up. Yeah. It's like, Hi. <laughs> Do you want to sit with us, Ripkin? You wanna jump up? Yeah. She'll just be walking around.
0: Yeah, that's okay. So if you hear some barking, it's um we have an extra person here. Um so Aaron's been really patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode six of me and my more successful friends, and um, lately it's been also how to start a podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> we've done two takes. This
1: one I think is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, this will be good. This, this we is, we went down a sad road. We did. During take one.
0: <laughs> take one got a little deep. So we emotional. decided. We decided
1: to. Save that for
0: um, some girl talk, and now we're sitting on my new couch. What do you think of my new couch? Is it a. a you new... know
1: what? I like it. It reminds me of a more comfortable, more upscale version of my first couch that I ever <laughs> purchased, but mine oh. was from Ikea. Okay. And I remember my last year in college, I had my own place, and mm-hmm. so I had no furniture, I had nothing to yeah. my name, and I got this little couch. That was blue like this, mm-hmm. But so uncomfortable. And this one's nice. So is it I feel okay. like This is the grown-up version of my shit couch.
0: Okay, cool. I'm yeah. a. I appreciate that you said that because I was a little nervous. Like when I, it's a, it's actually you can't tell, but it pulls out. It's a pull out
1: Oh, that's great. You can have guests yeah. over. Yeah,
0: because I don't have a two-bedroom. I only am at one-bedroom status. So I felt like I need to at least like offer something other than my bed because I don't like sleeping next to people. Yeah. No, I like this couch. <laughs> okay. Well, feel Good free purchase. to like again because i'm trying really hard to break it in okay um so <laughs> let the dog up here whatever i just like <laughs> i needed to like you know those couches that people have like your like family couch where it's like the most comfortable couch ever because it's you've like yes. sat in it for years like i want this to feel like that tomorrow okay well so. all right well then let's <laughs> get busy let's just start
1: jumping around on this yeah
0: thing. seriously um cool so i'm glad you came uh i usually up top like to sort of ask or reminisce with people on how we met um so i think that i'm pretty sure we met in an open mic yeah but like not directly i think it was just like we were both there and we saw each other around
1: right i mean you have a very friendly vibe oh thanks you know what i mean so it's yeah. like even if we didn't meet that time i feel like feel like i met you yeah you know what i mean Does yeah I try to be open and warm. You make people feel, like, familiar. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Thank you. That's, like, a really
0: nice compliment. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, you just have a familiar face, not in the sense that it's like, oh, I've seen that girl, but just, like, in the sense that you're like, oh, no, I know that girl.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember I saw you, and I had just... This is kind of funny. I I didn't tell you this off there. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I saw you at Robin Hood, And I had just cut my hair and dyed it blonde and your hair was much shorter at the time. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I wish I had the same face as this girl so I could have hair that short. Like, I remember (laughs) like being like sort of like envious. I was like, oh, my God, she's like really pulling off the haircut because I had always wanted I'd always want to have really short hair, but I had this complex of, like, I look like JTT. And now I joke about it. I, like, own it. I'm, like, I don't even care. I want oh to look like God. JTT. But, yeah, I remember when I first Not. met you. <laughs> like, five years ago, I was, like, oh, my gosh, Aaron Darling. She, like, the girl with the cool hair. That's what I always thought.
1: That's so funny. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So and that, I'm finally, like, growing out my hair again. Just it like, looks I great. like, I have more hair. Yeah. It looks fried.
0: No, actually for how blonde your hair is i'm surprised i'm like a hair connoisseur i know really? a lot about blonde your hair does not look fried Ugh. I'm struggling no, it with it. Good. I had to
1: bleach it for for a movie, and I'd spent, like, the year prior just growing it out and going back to my natural color, and I didn't touch mm-hmm. it. And it was so nice, and it felt so good. And now it just, like, dried straight, like yours. Yeah. You know, like, it was just in great condition. Yeah. And now I dry it, and it's just, like, a curly, wavy, 70s-looking mess, which I'm trying to, like, lean into that vibe, like buying circular sunglasses yeah. and maxi dresses. <laughs> it's like about, about to be my summer wardrobe. I don't know. But, yeah, it's so weird when you're, like, Being blonde is really, really difficult, and I don't want it to be, like, blonde problems. Like, the struggle is real. But any girl that's listening to this podcast that has been blonde Uh or is currently blonde knows completely how hard it is. Yes,
0: it is, especially because the L.A. water does not do our hair a service. Right. Like, but no, I think your hair looks good. I think the 70s thing, I like the bangs you have going on, the, like, shagginess. Like, you're really... You're wearing it well. Thank you. I love your haircut as Thanks. well. Thanks. Yeah, I just got it. I already complimented you on it.
1: looks yeah. so good. <laughs> Thank you. Is it a razor cut?
0: Um, yeah, they cut it dry. Yes, I always that's the best. Haircut. I always get
1: my hair cut dry. <laughs> wow, okay. Ripkin is alarmed by something right now. Yeah, I don't know. Someone just walked by. I'm sorry. Cool. Um,.
0: Sorry about the barking. It's <laughs> Apologies. Okay. We just have like a couple of interludes, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> just like I think that's what those are
0: called, right? I'll put some music in between there. It'll be like A
1: commercial break.
0: Yes, commercial break. <laughs> if I even figure out how to do the editing, I've been using Audacity. Um, and I used to actually use Audacity like five years ago. I worked at this um, advertising company that did advertising specifically for a podcast. Really? Yeah. It was before or no. Not five years ago, because it's before I did stand-up. Sorry, like seven, eight years ago. And um, we would have to, like, clip the spots where people did the ads Mm -hmm. so we would clip them and then send them to the client and I got really good at audacity so now I just started using it again I'm trying to to remind it's the easiest program ever I use audacity all the time to
1: take out um if we were doing um like field interview or whatever you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. for my podcast for ghosted hunters if we were recording outside and I had to take out the white noise Mm -hmm. audacity is so good for that just like Oh, cool! Yeah, there's like, you can definitely edit in Audacity. It's All a good right. tool. I like yeah. it. I might need to have ask you them give to sponsor a, you. Yeah,
0: right. I'll do like yeah. So Audacity. <laughs> uh, did you start a podcast yourself and you need some one-on-one tutorials audacity i don't know i was like trying to come up with an ad on the spot just now <laughs> if i just say it a hundred times during this podcast they'll pick up on
1: it like, i mean you should just send it to them yeah <laughs> Be like me and my guests were giving you guys a shout out and it was very positive would you consider sponsoring this
0: yeah hell yeah and i promise i'll always use your product <laughs> <laughs> no but for else i'll probably have to like when you get back from your vacation that you're going on in like 8 hours uh, <laughs> yeah i'm going to be like calling you like how do i edit this um yeah i'll show you cool so uh aaron darling is a comedian actress host podcaster flat what else what else am i missing daughter Queen,
1: actress daughter, daughter friend
0: friend um human spiritual being dog mom
1: mom as my dog tries to get away
0: from me all the all the slashes (laughs) very la so we talked about this earlier you're from silicon valley i was like amazed by that because i just picture like computers and (laughs) um (laughs) tesla's
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, when I lived there, it was before the day of the Tesla, but there were certainly a lot of computers. So explain, like, what it's in
0: a few short words. In a few short words, I feel like this is a beauty pageant. Explain what it was like growing up in Silicon Valley. It was
1: super suburban, and everyone's parents pretty much work in tech.
0: Really? So everyone was, like, really smart. Mm, not necessarily but their parents were (laughs) okay so everyone was smart and then like really rich
1: well I mean kind of it just it depends you know I think Mm -hmm. it depends on like what area specifically you're in and you know if you're like in the public school system or the private school system like it just there's so many variables there San Jose is actually I think it's the third biggest city in the state of California so and a lot of people don't know that it's like LA I didn't know that actually San Diego and San Jose so there's like a wide variation of like the type of people that live there um my dad happened to work in tech so like I guess that was just kind of my world a little bit but um and you were born and raised there yeah I was born there and raised there and then I came to LA when I, I graduated from USC and and I just stayed out here and didn't go back Wow! Except and then, for visits,
0: <laughs> did you did you always want? Because acting came first, right? Or was it comedy?
1: No, you know I went to school for journalism, so oh, okay. writing came first. I my favorite toy as a kid was a typewriter. Like oh, I was yeah. always thinking so of cute. stories. And like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write, but I, I did like other stuff as a kid, mm-hmm. like dancing and whatever acting. But I think I just always envisioned myself as a writer. So I went to journalism school. And then kind of got into TV journalism, and then I transitioned into comedy, which led to opportunities in acting. So I guess I kind of went around oh, wow. about way when I think, like you said, most people probably do start as actors. Actors,
0: yeah. That's really funny. I had no idea we had that in common. So I have a journalism degree. What? Yes. Amazing. We're like the same person. Um, totally. I grew up in a very <laughs> small suburban town. Really? But everyone worked in entertainment. I grew up in Thousand Oaks. Um, and then... I was the same. I was, like, always writing short stories. Yeah. I always did want to be an actress. I thought I always wanted to be an actress. My mom would take me on auditions all the time as a kid. So I think that's what started it. Because I always, like, people would always be like, oh, she's so cute and little. Because I've always been small. And um, I've always sounded like a child. And so, but I looked like a little boy. I was like, (laughs) I remember one time we (laughs) went... I was a tomboy. I remember one time we went to Macy's and I, my mom let me buy this baseball cap from the gap. Like I was super tomboy. Like I think I wanted to be a boy. Oh my God. And so I took all my hair and I like shoved it up in the baseball cap and we're walking through Macy's like the men's department buying my dad some clothes and I had to go to the bathroom. My mom like asked one of the sales guys where the bathroom was and he goes, Oh, the men's room's over there. Oh wow! I'll never forget that. My mom was like, "She's a girl." My mom was so mad. Take that baseball. She was like so embarrassed. She like didn't want people to think I was a boy. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a boy. Like it was like cool back then in the '90s to like, kind of be like, you know, say by the bell. Like I wanted to be like Tori on Say by the Bell. Remember the girl with like the leather jacket? That oh, was like yeah. kind of tough. Oh my god! Uh, I was like, yeah. But anyways, um, so yeah, so I feel like you and I kind of have a lot in common with sort of. Like our upbringing and stuff. But that's cool that you. So you went to USC for journalism and then started writing so when you graduated um did you like move in with friends or you just like move to Hollywood or like how did that transition into entertainment
1: yeah so my last year in college I was living by myself when I had my first shitty Ikea couch Mm -hmm, that I mentioned before yeah um it's (laughs) the poor little brother stepchild (laughs) to the couch you have now um (laughs) And I I lived by myself that year. So when yeah. I transitioned out of college, I lived by myself again. So it was so weird. That was a really weird period of time in my life. I didn't, I didn't, I graduated um like in between. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I didn't, I walked in May with my class, but I, I guess I graduated early for the year. Oh, okay. So in December. So I didn't really have like that peer group, like my peers were still in 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 college so I didn't have a really easy transition um but my first job was at TMZ so I was still doing entertainment journalism and uh if you can call that journalism I mean
0: that's like a real legit I mean during that time what was this like 2000 like the mid 2000s like 2006
1: no this was probably like 2010 okay yeah So during that period of time, it was really interesting. And I think that's when, like, TMZ really started to legitimize themselves Mm -hmm. as an outlet because they were breaking all these stories. Like, we know when Michael Jackson died, they were breaking all of that. And they were, like, super in on that um, with the Rihanna Chris Brown stuff. I remember, like, they were also – like, they were breaking all these stories. And I remember it was kind of like, what? Is this legitimate or not? That was just kind of like when TMZ, I think, like, went from – being like a blog you know mm-hmm. like people would basically yeah, like yeah yeah and they assumed it was gossipy but then they started putting all the stuff out first mm-hmm. and then other news organizations started like quoting them and citing them and like having their stories featured and I think that's when they're like oh no no no, this actually this is an organization that runs like a newsroom and it did it legitimately, did
0: what was it like? Like, what was like your day to day like working there? I mean, were you out in the field or were you actually sitting at a desk? I mean, and was this before it was a TV show?
1: It was a TV show, so okay. it was a little bit of that. It was we had to get there like at 5 a.m. to film wow. the show, so it was really, really early days, um, and long nights because they wanted you to go out and get news sources or whatever. So it just kind of depends on what you needed or what they needed that day, so it was trying to break stories, calling people, trying to get leads, um, yeah. get, you know, we would have people sending us stuff all the time, going through all of that. So it's like a kind of like a little bit of like trying to be a reporter slash trying to go out and meet the doorman at Chateau Marmont and like hope he hits you up if Lindsay Lohan's getting drunk or something like that. <laughs> so it was kind of like, it was a weird period of time for me because that's when I really started to realize I didn't really want to do news. Oh. You know, like I love I guess more editorial stuff or Mm -hmm. I I like talking about the news. I like having opinions on it, (laughs) but I don't know if I cared about breaking the news. Like that didn't give me like that rush, that passion, that thing where you're like, oh yeah, this is what I want to be doing. And during that period of time, that's when I realized this. And that's when I think I transitioned more into like, okay, what can I do that would allow me to have opinions that kind of, you know, gives me a little more freedom and where I can talk about current events, but I don't have to be responsible for, breaking there being there when it happens
0: what was the big biggest story you worked on though like (sighs) did you break anything or did you get any like did you do any like Nancy Drew shit right before you decided to move on um that gave you
1: a rush (laughs) I remember this is gonna sound so dumb but there was some sort of scandal with someone had some pictures some naked pictures or whatever They might have been a minor at the time when it was taken, so they couldn't release the pictures until we could verify what age they were when the pictures were taken, right? So Mm -hmm. but they were like an adult now, might have been underage at the time. Had something, picture that was leaked that was part of a scandal, but we couldn't show it or even show part of it without verifying this person's age. So I remember, like, I had to find out who made the underwear. Like, it was, like, Victoria's <laughs> Secret underwear. And I had to, like, find the style or whatever. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. verify, like, when that was in production, blah, 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 oh, stuff, wow. all this stuff. Like, you know, like, it was, like, some heavy underwear reporting. <laughs> And it was kind of crazy. I just remember like being on that for like 24 hours at least, you know, trying to like figure out the minutiae of someone's underwear to see oh whether or not God. it was appropriate <laughs> to post something, blah, 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 because like you don't want to get in legal trouble for something like that. But, but how
0: interesting that that was the angle that you had to take to like really find out the time period, right? Like, well,
1: there was nothing else in the photo to like help identify it. So wow. you're like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Because like, you can't like deep. call the person like, hey, how old were you? <laughs> yeah, no, totally not. So yeah. I just like, I don't remember what it was, like what that scandal was, but I remember just kind of thinking, I don't really care about this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that is pretty hilarious. I was really into that show during that time, and I had a fat crush on one of the guys. The surfer guy? Okay,
1: yeah. Everyone had a crush on him.
0: (laughs) I think I even became like his MySpace friend at one point, and I was definitely like, this was like before social media was really what it was now, like Facebook had just started becoming a thing that everyone used, not just people in college. Mm -hmm. And then MySpace was like still doing its thing. And I think I like slid into the DMs before there were like DMs, really.
1: Oh my God, did he hit you back?
0: I think he like wrote back like a couple things. Like, oh, thanks for like being like a fan. And we like kind of shot the shit for a minute. But it it obviously didn't lead anywhere because I don't even remember his name to this day. Like that's how much of a blip I was just like, I remember watching and being like, he's hot because I had worked at a surf shop in high school. So I was like, I was still into that, like, dumb blonde surfer type. <laughs> so, no offense. I'm sure what he's, he's very doing smart. Now. Yeah, maybe he's, like, probably married with, like, kids or something. Or well, maybe he's still on the show. Maybe he's still on the show. I don't watch it anymore. I don't either. The only time I, I've ever seen it recently is, like, when I'm in a nail salon.
1: It's always on. Oh, my on. God, Yes. <laughs> that's so funny yeah when I'm on when I'm a nail salon I see like access Hollywood yeah and and it's so weird because Um, I'm like okay that's the life I wanted to live you know like I wanted to be like on e-news that was my dream and now I'm like oh god I'm so glad I'm not doing that right yeah because I just think that like not to knock that like I think that's a great career path if that's what you want to do and like a lot of those people have like done amazing things and Mm -hmm. um it still is I guess like it's as far as you can go you know that's like the top like the apex of being an entertainment journalist but that's it like that's as far as you go you know like there's not a lot after that yeah I guess yeah I guess unless you transition
0: like into actual acting because you producing or something like that yeah or yeah having your own show like Mm -hmm. producing your own segment um. So okay. So you did TMZ, and then where did you? Where did your like career path go after that? Like, what did you transition into after that?
1: Um. After that, I was doing video content for a startup. Okay. So I was just learning. That was weird. I was like running things. Wow. You know, I was like people's bosses, and I had like interns. That was so crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So that was really really nuts. I mean, the content was so whack though. Now looking back, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I and mean, mm. we were like, we worked so hard on it. We were so proud of it. Yeah. You know, but that was w- what we were saying like before on um, episode one of this 1.1 yes. 1. <laughs> 1. <laughs> yeah. that got edited Take out. Take one. The <laughs> listeners aren't going to hear. we were kind of <laughs> talking about how like in entertainment, we have this learning curve that's very public. So like as mm-hmm. a stand up, like you put yourself out there and so people see your failures. And, mm-hmm. you know, your podcast starts out maybe like the first episode. You're like, oh, my God, you listen to it back in a year and you're like, wow, I can't believe that's where I started. But you release it anyway, you know, it's all out there. So that's I think that's like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, does that kind of stress you out a little bit? You know what? It used to
0: like I used to get like I you'll find one clip. And I even now that you're reminding me, I even want to delete it off the Internet. You'll find one stand up clip from like four years ago where I was at Flappers where every time someone pulls it up like. And they're like, oh, I want to watch your stand-up. And I'm like, oh, I don't really have anything. And then they find it. I'm, like, embarrassed. But I don't care as much now because I think it goes back to what you said. Like, we're all growing. And I think it's kind of almost endearing to see the growth and just to have that out there. But, yeah, I have been really, like, gun-shy about putting out certain content. Like, I just started this year, like, posting clips of shows. Mm -hmm. Like, I never would before. Because I I was like, oh, I was always so insecure. I was like, I'm not good enough. Like, even if people, even if you could hear the laughter and maybe the joke landed for that audience, I still was like, I'm so afraid of what people are going to really think. But now I'm like, whatever. Like, even this podcast is like a great example. (laughs) I just like keep posting episodes and I'm like, whatever. Like, hopefully people will see that half the joke for me is that I'm not taking
1: myself that serious. Yeah. You know? No, totally. I mean, that's. I like that. I really like the, I like this podcast. I like that you're doing it and I like the concept of it because I remember when we were talking on the phone about mm-hmm. it and I was I told you I was yeah. almost going to be like I'm so sorry I can't do it because I'm getting on a plane tonight and I only had like 2 days in town. I wasn't sure if it was going to work out. Yeah. Um but then I was like, "You know what? Let's do it." I really like what she's doing. I think this is a really cool idea. And I like the idea that like you're being like kind of fun and self-deprecating about it, you know? Like it is just something you're doing and seeing how it goes and and even the title of it <laughs> is like so <laughs> hilarious. It's so real, you know? It's kind of like that's how we all feel. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that. I look at my friends' social media numbers and I'm just like, oh, they're more famous than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? I feel like a lot. Of, so is that like, because I look at yours and I'm like, oh, Aaron's definitely one of my more successful friends because you have like 300 bazillion um, Instagram no, followers. No, I don't.
1: 300 bazillion? <laughs>
0: okay. Well, <laughs> I have, have 2,000 Um and probably 15 <laughs> listeners of this podcast, so please spread the word. But um, very supportive listeners. Yes, very Dedicated. supportive. But, like, you know, it is funny. Like, do you ever... It's. I'm glad that you said that because I constantly... And I'm not as bad now, but I went through a phase in comedy where I was, like, always worried that I was never cool enough or, like, the cool kid in the group. And I always, like, was feeling left out. But it's refreshing to hear s- someone like you because say that you kind of, like, look at other people's stuff, too, and compare yourself, because I think that is something that should be talked about more. I think people Mm -hmm. should be more open about their insecurities. Like, why are we all out there, like, trying, like, it's, I get, like, faking it till you make it, and, like, I'm a firm believer of that. Like, every day, I'm like, oh, I I'm, I'm amazing blah 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 whatever like I could tell myself that I don't like go out in the world and, like tell go up to someone hey I'm amazing here <laughs> you know <laughs> but like we should like have self love and whatever
1: Oh my god I'm so with you on that Right
0: but why are we all so like social media I wish that people would just be real but also not take themselves so serious You know what I mean like a fine yeah. balance of this is me and this is the truth without making it your diary <laughs>
1: Yeah right. <laughs> Let's just have fun. Like no, yeah. I agree. I mean, I guess everyone does it a different way. People yeah. use it as a different like mm. method. I guess I I feel like I see people that they're they look super curated. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. all planned out. Blah blah blah. Very well thought. And out. then you have the people that it just feels like it's snapshots of their life or whatever they did mm. that night. You they're know? Insta right. right. I used now. to post all the time like that. Like this yeah. is what I'm doing tonight. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And now I'm like trying to move into a more like curated direction because I think I'm like freaked out by social media and i'm seeking more privacy right Mm -hmm. so like the things i do post like they may be like revealing of my body or something like Mm -hmm. that but like it's a lot less revealing of my personal like day-to-day type of stuff
0: which i think but my
1: stories are kind of all over the place
0: but i think that's cool i think (laughs) i for me and um i've been i follow you obviously and like i watch your social i think like having an interesting funny sort of narrative for the day versus like sharing your real like like, I don't think everyone needs to know when someone takes a shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like social media gets to that point sometimes yeah. where people are just, like, really overly, like, open. But I think it's cool when you just, like, are fun and it's not that serious. And, like, it's a, I don't know. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about, like, why do you think you're going more in, like, this direction versus, like, everything is like this is what I'm doing all the time which I think is like because
1: because of judgment I think like when I post if I post like a picture of me I just started like deleting a lot of the stuff like pictures of me you know out at night or something or like doing karaoke which I'm fine with that being in my story that goes away 24 hours not that big of a deal but like mm-hmm. when I'm posting that on my page it's gonna be there forever mm-hmm. sometimes I'm kind of like I'll go back and see this night from two years ago and be like "Eh, I'm just gonna delete this yeah you know like (laughs) I don't know if everyone needs to know that in 2016 (laughs) I went to this event blah 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 blah. unless it was like amazing or incredible like it's just and I think we all change too like we said like there's a learning curve right so we all change like our styles like how long have we how long have you had Instagram did you get it when it started came out I got it so I remember the day I dis- I found I, I downloaded
0: my account. My r- I lived with two guys at the time, and they had just discovered it. And they were always posting. This was like in 2011. Yes. Okay. And I was making fun of them. So I wasn't on board right away.
1: Mm-hmm. Neither was I.
0: <laughs> right? Because you're kind of like, what the fuck? It was sort of like MySpace and Facebook. I was like the last person to join the party almost. And then 2012, I, started, I was a publicist. And um, then it became like a tool. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first picture I took as a joke so I was making fun of my roommates was of the inside of our refrigerator because we had just gone grocery shopping. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, like I went, I recently went back. Like I said, I'm like cleaning through my feed and deleting stuff. And I used to do stuff like I would post food pictures. Yeah. I would post <laughs> pictures of my friends. I wasn't in the picture. You yeah. know what I mean? To would be like, love these guys. I would post pictures <laughs> of like the shoes I was wearing that day or my pedicure. And yeah. now I would never do stuff like that, never. right? Yeah, like, just I'm in like, story. What? Exactly. <laughs> so I think like that's kind of like, part of like learning about Growing, you know yeah. like social media and what you want to put out there and what you don't want to put out there and branding like do you think you're at a
0: place now because your career is kind of i feel like you're going up like you're on this tra- like up trajectory which is really cool which is like half the reason why you're on my podcast oh my um, gosh but do you <laughs> yeah. feel like now you like social instagram's been around for i guess eight years now mm-hmm. so it's like we're all trying to brand ourselves like do you think Does Instagram help you? Has it helped you more now that you're using it as like a business tool or?
1: In certain ways, because I don't know, like it's definitely gotten me jobs, which is so weird. Like people will reach out to me and like, I just got a phone call yesterday from this company um, or a director that works with this company. Mm -hmm. that was like, hey, I put your name in the ring for some other unrelated job for this company a while ago and it didn't work out but they did start following you on Instagram and they have this other thing that they want to shoot like, and they just, I hate using that word, but as a person who worked in PR and like
0: marketing for years, um, it really is important and it is sort of
1: like people will remember you. And it's not all bad. Yeah. And it is a good way to connect with people that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's cool. Like I've had people that I've known through Twitter or whatever, or Instagram that have come to my shows yeah. in different cities. That's awesome. That I think it's so, so cool. cool.
0: It is cool how it can bring um, people that you would never like connect with um, into your like circle, I guess, in yeah. a way. Like I do, I have some friends that I met just off social media really yeah I have like friends stay that I hang out with because we like met off Instagram which is like kind of bizarre and weird but it would be like in a social setting like we ended up at we saw each other on Instagram and then uh, they were going to the same event I was going to so then we met there and then we became like friends from it or like I've dated people that like have shown up to things that
1: oh my god probably
0: kind of creepy they like saw that I was somewhere because this is like when we would like post like you know a few years back I would like always post where I was which now I'm like thinking Might be kind of creepy. So now I post later. Yeah. Like, I was there, but I'm not there
1: (laughs) anymore. That's so funny. Yeah, I, um... My last boyfriend I found in the DM. Oh,
0: hey. Yeah. He slid in the DMs or you slid in
1: the DMs? He slid in the DMs. What was his opener? How did I he get you? I don't even remember because that's how long it's been since I've had a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I haven't had
0: like a real boyfriend for a while either. So we're like in the same boat. Um, So how did you get Border Patrol? I want to talk about that. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. excited for so this project that you, you did.
1: <laughs> Border Patrol was an idea that was hatched out of like a drinking night at Surly Goat or something like that. Amazing. Yeah, so it was like I do. I'm Mexican, so I do these Latino shows a lot mm. for stand up. And my friend Ernie runs one of them. It's one of my favorite ones to do. And he always books these really great comics. And so it was like one night. I think we were <laughs> maybe doing karaoke or something. It was one of those karaoke nights where I deleted the Instagram picture <laughs> two years later. Anyway, so we were doing that, and then we just kind of like had this idea of something of like a this a show. It just yeah. kind of like came out of nowhere almost like how funny would it be to do like a border patrol type of buddy cop situation where like with like a straight man and a crazy person and mm-hmm. i was obviously going to be the crazy person yeah hell yeah <laughs> and uh my friend carlos who is also um he's a comic um and he is hilarious because he he's an improviser but he's such a good straight man like he's a very i think that's one of the hardest things to do in entertainment mm-hmm. to be funny as the straight man because you know that you're always going to be like over shadowed and and the dialogue is always going to favor the one that's supposed to be crazy and wacky and wild but to be funny with the material that you're given even if it's like basically all you're doing is like you know trying to deflect or ward off like whatever storm is brewing from the other person's craziness is such a talent and when we were filming that I was just shocked at how how I was like, he would make me pee my pants and I'd be like, this is insane. Like, how is he, how is he doing this with like the material where it's basically just like him, like burning me, Right. It, but it's not you know what I mean like it's like yeah but I end up being the joke it was just like what
0: what the hell this so you is guys so had good. good
1: chemistry then
0: yeah yeah as far as like the characters go um what was the writing like were you involved in the writing process of the script or I mean not the, the actual dialogue
1: writing but like we all we Pitched came up with idea and like we would have like workshop days where we would all like, go out to breakfast with, like, the director and the writer and and Carlos. So um, everyone involved, like, we would basically, like, put together storylines and and how we thought some of the episodes would go and, like, kind of the reasons why, like, the characters, you know, why are they so different? Like, how are they in, in this situation? Like, what do they really want? Like, picking out all the backstory. So it would be kind of like the thing where you'd be getting, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a story by credit, but, like, we weren't actually writing, like, the dialogue. Oh, okay. Yeah are oh, you gonna sit I there ripken she wants to, oh she wants
0: my to dog my has friend. jumped shit <laughs> um that's cool so it's in the festival circuit right now yeah right? it's awesome so like what are so the latino film festival yeah I like a bunch <laughs> of, like
1: the arizona like underground board like all these like crazy film festivals that's really cool and then I think like a couple of them in Hollywood, too. It's so crazy because I didn't like I'm not involved in that process of like okay. getting them submitted. Right. So every time I find out that we got accepted to another one, I'm just like, oh, my God, what? There was a submitted like what? this is so crazy. People are watching this. Is it nice, though, to not have to be the person that's
0: doing all the things and you get to just kind of sit back and just make appearances when you're told
1: to it kind of is you know like I guess like in certain projects I do like maybe I end up trying to be like wait like super involved and responsible for like all aspects of it which can be super fun because I love like having that type of like creative oversight but then it can also be really really stressful And super time-consuming. So sometimes it's nice just to be, like, talent for a little bit. Yeah, that's super cool.
0: So what are some of your other, like, favorite, like, what are some of your other projects that you've worked on that maybe um, made you feel, like, some sort of, like, taste of success? Since that is kind of the theme of... The podcast, because I'm
1: trying to, like, tie it all together. Oh, my gosh. That made me feel some taste of success. Yeah. I mean, I had another uh, another pilot that kind of ended up doing the whole film festival circuit, or at least, like, on a minor level, mm-hmm. much smaller than Border Patrol, but that was fun because I did write that. Wow. You know, so, like, it was the first, like, pilot that I ever wrote. It's on the internet. So it's called called? Beer Pong Girls. It's like a female centric sports comedy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So that was super fun. Super amazing to be able to do that and like to have this pilot with like a crew and. Wow. You know, we had like no budget, but it still looks good and sounds good, which I'm always shocked because like I look at the content I put out at like the very beginning, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, right out of college. And I was just like, oh, my God, this audio is awful. Like the lights, like what was I doing? You know, like why wasn't I thinking about that? Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Ripkins being an asshole. It's okay. Um, But yeah, when you have something that actually turns out good, it's like mind blowing.
0: Right. I think that's that's exciting because Sometimes I was talking with, I was talking with another guest that was on the podcast. She also had um, a short film, make it into a film festival recently. And she, you know, it was the same thing. Her and her friend just like thought of this idea. And then all of a sudden, really fast, everything worked out. Like they got crew, like they did everything on like a cheap budget. And then it ended up like in Tribeca. What? Yeah. And I always love hearing stories like that where, because I have ideas all the time but I've never until recently gone into a place where I was like, Oh, I have this idea and I'm going to actually do it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's cool for me to surround myself with people like you that have that drive and that motivation, because I feel like a lot of people can have all these great ideas, but until you actually put pen to paper, it's sort of like, all right, you have the idea, but now what? You know what I mean? So right. I think it's cool that you've been involved in a lot of these things where you're just like a doer and that's, part of the reason why I invited you on the podcast is because I've been around you for a couple of years and it's cool to see that you like do what you say you're going to do. Like that's, Oh my god, You know, like very admirable.
1: Very serious compliment. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it is
0: really cool. Like you're like, like you're like a real like person and you are real. Like, I mean like you, like, you don't walk into a room and just pretend like you're this person that's like doing things like you actually like have the work to back it. So like, I think that's really cool.
1: That's so sweet. Thank you. I'm so proud of you too. I feel like you've had a major year, like a past year in growth. Yeah. You know, you must feel that as well. You feel like you're a different person than you were a year ago. Yeah.
0: I think, um, I think I've definitely kind of, came out of this fog I think you know career wise and just overall the last year has been this year where I I wrote goals down really yeah and um and now I'm like finally checking them off and it's crazy to think that you know I made one like major change and it kind of allowed everything to fall into place so
1: what do you, do you believe in like the universe and all that stuff Manifestation. like Manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: I used to kind of make fun of, I, cause I grew up in the Valley. So I have like a ton of friends that believe in like the secret and manifesting and just like the way you talk about yourself, even like if you constantly are going through your day being like, oh, I'm terrible or I wish I was better at this or I wish I was that like, that's the energy you're going to like get. And, mm-hmm. um, I used to kind of not believe in like i don't know what's the phrase i'm i like can't think today like
1: you are what you think or something yeah like that. Yeah. yeah so
0: i used to come i used to constantly be like really insecure or like really mean to myself mm-hmm. and um Yeah. Now I kind of am a firm believer that like manifestation is real and like the universe kind of provides for you, but it's all about your attitude too. You know what I mean? Like you can't control everything around you, but you can control like your reactions and how you, um, like when something shitty happens, like I used to kind of, I think I used to be really like self-conscious all the time. And I don't know this last year, I kind of just decided to like own it and just be like you know what like this is me and like these are the things I want to do and like why am I allowing you know just because something's hard like I'm not going to do it like you know what I mean so yeah so I think um the universe is
1: real (laughs) okay so let me ask you this question yeah so the one major change that you made Mm -hmm. do you feel that like what you done, what you've done in your life, like before that, or like mm-hmm. as an adult or whatever, and then making that shift and things just kind of like fell to place or the fog was gone. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that like because that was still in your life because you kept making that choice over and over again that like when you finally made it, it was like like a blessing or like the universe was just like here you go. We're going to make this easier for you. Like, do you think that there was like something like a blockage there?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely. um, Absolutely. I think that I was always I was always motivated and I was always someone who worked really hard. But there was just like things would get to a certain point and they would be so close to working out. And then something would happen. And I think it was because I was like standing in my own way. Oh my
1: God, that's so relatable to me.
0: Right? Because it's like sometimes you are your own worst enemy. And I would, it's not to say that things didn't always work out because there were a lot of times where like I had good luck or I made the right choice or I made the right connection. And then it was smooth sailing. But I don't think until the last year, and I guess we can just like make this less ominous I decided to like get really healthy and stop drinking um I don't know I think that was something that kind of stood in my way a little bit like it just I wasn't as focused as I am now right like I'm really clear
1: you that's know? so crazy that you say that because I've heard like multiple people say stuff like that recently mm-hmm. and like I'm at the point where I'm even like considering giving just up like drinking. taking a break yeah. or at least for like a year because yeah. I don't I don't have a problem, but I do feel like, well, what if I just stopped? Like yeah. what would, cause what would I happen? haven't ever stopped for more than like maybe, you know, a couple of months or yeah. I'm getting ready for an event, I'm on a cleanse or something, you know what I mean? Like I'll stop drinking for like periods at a time, you know, the longest has been three months, I would say since I started, wow. you know, That's well, huge. since I was 21. Yeah. But like, what if I just stopped for a long time? You but, know, like for me, a year would be like a good alcohol cleanse. Yeah. I'd just be like, all right, what the hell would that be like? <laughs> I mean,
0: it can't hurt you. That's, That's true. <laughs> people always ask me that because they're always like, wow, they're like, yeah, they're like, they're like, "Whoa, what's it like to not drink anymore? And you know what? You kind of get to a place and some people it takes only a couple of days. Other people, it takes a few months. For me, it was like within four days. I was like, oh, I don't even miss this. Really? Yeah, I just like felt better. Like everything, okay. just like even my energy, like internally, not just like looks wise. Like obviously, like I've had it, it like definitely changes your body for sure. Because, really? Like, it, yeah. Like, but that aside, just like how I feel when I wake up in the morning, I'm not focused on problems or if I have like something stressful or like work. It's just life is more manageable. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think that it's never a bad thing.
1: That's how I feel when I no. when I gave up meat. Wow. I just didn't I never regretted it. I wasn't ever like, man, I really wish I could have that cheeseburger. Like I just yeah. like it was so easy and I thought I would like hemmed and hawed about it mm-hmm. for years. Like I should give up meat. I don't how really long? like it. How long have I been meat-free? Over yeah. a year. Wow. I just passed my year mark in September. Crazy. But yeah, I, like, I got sick at one point when I gave it up and mm-hmm. I was on the road. And it just sucks to be sick on the road for yeah. multiple days. And I like knew why I was sick and I knew what I'd eaten. And I was just like, I'm done. My body is done. I don't know what it is, but I just, I'm over it. And ever since then, I've like felt pretty good. Like I... Inadvertent, like my body changed. Your skin looks great.
0: It does. Your skin looks amazing. Thank you. You are glowing. Oh my god! Probably because of. I've always thought you had good skin, but maybe it's because of the no meat. Maybe it is. Your skin looks good too. Thanks. I've been hydrating. I do a lot of like oils.
1: This is great. I like this conversation. I feel like I'm learning things.
0: (laughs) Me too. I'm learning how to... I'm learning that, like, social media can get you jobs.
1: (laughs) It can. You are a product of that. And giving up things can lead to, like, happiness in certain ways. Sacrificing or even just, like, changing
0: your thought process, I think.
1: Do you think... Do you think that's part of, um like, fasting? You know, like, religious fasting? Maybe. Is that supposed to, like, provide clarity or something like that? Yeah,
0: I think, like, when you kind of... Yeah, you train your body. Also, like, meditation, which is so hard. I'm still, I'm like, so trying... so bad at it. I am, too. I'm, like... It's been nine months that I've, like, been trying <laughs> to <laughs> meditate. <laughs> and I think I've succeeded. Like, I can do five minutes where I'm That's just, where I'm at, too. Yeah. Which, hey i've never before it was zero so right (laughs) like five minutes maybe next year it'll be 10 (laughs) made progress huge feat um okay so we're like coming to an hour it might be a little over an hour actually wow yeah, it was just so easy to chat. I know,
1: it's <laughs> so easy to chat. Yeah. Seriously, um, I'm glad that... Do you, wait, I want you to end with your social media story that you were telling. What was, what was I telling? You were telling... You were, We were talking about... Okay, so before we were talking here... We were kind of talking about how social media is stressful. And then uh, I yes. said that I was thinking about maybe just unfollowing ah. a lot of people. And then you were telling a story that I was like, oh my God, we got to do that on the podcast. This is such a good, yes. insightful thing.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, Erin um, is correct. Um, oh, sorry. Like, I just like rubbed my eye and now there's like mascara. Oh no,
1: in are it. you okay?
0: I am fine. So just ignore. Um, I'm like talking like we're filming this and people can see me (laughs) um yeah so I was talking with a friend earlier before Aaron got here about how um sometimes when I see certain people on social media maybe we like don't talk anymore or they're not in my life my life it's not really like positive to see a lot of like what like it doesn't make me feel good and my friend was like well you know what I do? Like, I only follow the accounts that make me feel good and inspire me. So like art or like she's like, even some of my friends, maybe I don't hang out with them all the time or they're just constantly like posting drama or like talk like negativity. Like I just unfollow them because like I don't need to be a part of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like <laughs> with my eyes like, totally oh, black. no. Um, and like, I thought that was really cool. Like we don't have just because someone's our friend if they're not posting stuff that makes you feel good, like why follow those accounts? And I know it sounds in a way it sounds kind of juvenile. Oh, you shouldn't unfollow someone just because like whatever. But I think, no, like I don't need to follow people if they're constantly just posting something that's negative. Like I'm in a space right now where I don't like, I, I believe in like jokes and like, I think you can make light of stuff and make it funny. But if you're constantly posting like hate or you're a person that is no longer in my life, like it's not my business what you're
1: doing, so I don't need to follow you. So I guess, right. yeah, that
0: was sort of like where I, that was like my realization
1: this weekend. I like that. I really like that. And I do the same thing like when... Just purging. Yeah, I, I think I need to purge more, but... Yeah, I I unfollow people too, a lot. And I unfollow people, sometimes I would feel bad about it and I have guilt about it. But then I was like, you know what, like exactly what you were just saying, this doesn't make me feel good. Or do I really want to see like posts from like this guy I dated years ago that I just, he's a comic or something. So I felt like I should still follow him. And then I have friends where it's like maybe nothing has happened, but for some reason when they post, I feel like competitive with them. Mm -hmm. That's not good for me either. No, it's not healthy. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with unfollowing people. And I don't make, I don't consider it like a vindictive, shitty thing. No. I'm just like, no, it's not personal. It has to do with me.
0: Yeah. I think if they're not in your circle and they're not someone that you like um support or that expect support from you like you don't we don't need to know what they're doing Mm -hmm. because I don't think it needs I don't want to like frame this as like it's a negative thing or like oh someone hurt my feelings and now I don't want to follow them because that sounds juvenile I think it's more of just like if you're not in my life I don't just like in real life like I don't need to know someone I don't need to just because I met you once or twice we don't hang out and we didn't have a connection like i don't need to know your business and social media makes everything makes everyone everyone's business Mm -hmm. everything that everyone is doing they make it their business and i just don't i'm just it's so exhausting now i'm just like over it you know like so yeah so i think that's smart i think it's okay to purge i think that we all don't need to follow each other all the time Mm -hmm. we get maybe we can turn this into a whole thing where it's like hey, we're not friends right now or, you know, I'm just going to
1: take a break, like boundaries. But it's like why – people get that, really exactly. offended. Exactly, that's it. Yeah, I've had people get upset with me. Yeah, and there are a couple of people where I feel like I might have unfollowed them accidentally and I did yeah. apologize. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, don't think this is weird. And right. I've had people apologize to me for the same thing and be like, I don't know how I unfollowed you, but like just don't – like it's not weird. I think it was a mistake. Yeah, And I'm like, that's fine. But yeah, boundaries. I
0: wonder – what it is that like makes us as humans now, because social media is still such a new thing. Like it's only been around for 12 years. I would, or no, 15 years, maybe 2003, I I think was like when it started. But like, what is it that like, I wonder when it's going to turn into this thing where people stop getting offended by it. I I mean, probably
1: never. I mean, people are still offended by the news. True. You know, our president is offended by the news. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's
0: also like when you when Instagram first came out, unfollowing people really was like sending them a message, like I'm gonna unfollow you. You hurt me, or you're a dick, or whatever. I had I had someone block me the other day just from Instagram because they got because we were having a conversation. We were friends. Um, they were dude. He blocked me because I was honest with him about something he said. And I was like, this doesn't make me feel good. And then he lashed out and so he blocked me so he could screenshot our conversation.
1: <laughs> he did that? Yeah,
0: and put it on his Insta story because he was like, he was like offended by what I said, like by my rebuttal. But then he didn't block like my text messages or like block me from Facebook. So I thought that was really funny. And, like, in, I think, like, a few years ago, I would have been, like, really upset and, like, and then I was, like, oh, well, he just showed his maturity. Because anyone that sees that conversation that he posted is just going to think he's an asshole. Like, yeah. Because it doesn't make him look good. He th- and it doesn't make me look crazy because, you know, or maybe it does. I don't know. But it was, like, sorry, dude. Like, you're being a dick and I'm going to call you out and... I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. yeah, so he legit did that, so I feel like I would have normally been offended and like upset, and all I said was like, oh, you blocked me, that's cool, <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> and I God. moved on, I was like, whatever, peace out, like the fact that you like went and took the time, right, you know, people are just like petting, crazy, for real, and like, I don't know,
1: but it's all good. Like, I just think that social media should be just like we curate what we want to post sometimes, you know, like you said, like we even like think of things down to when was the last time I posted? Did I, I don't want to post twice in one day or like, you know, and like, what is my feed like? Blah, blah, blah. What's getting likes? Like editing it, you know, like everything is so curated. I think we should be also allowed to curate our experience and what we do see, Yeah. you know, like the, all the noise that we let into our lives. Like it might, do I want like this person's noise? Well, I want this person's noise. Like it's fine. It's just like what you see. I don't want to not go on Instagram because my ex-boyfriend's popping up. I'd rather just remove the ex-boyfriend so I can just enjoy my Instagram.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like if they're not in your life not doesn't need to be
1: your biz if they're not in your life then bye 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 yeah let's put that on a t-shirt
0: all right <laughs> so we went way over so like, oh my god okay. <laughs> do you want to plug
1: your socials? sure speaking <laughs> of socials if you guys want to follow <laughs> me on instagram i'm darling with four h's d-a-h-h-h-l-i-n-g on twitter i'm erin a darling and those are the only places where i'm really active right now so that's about it
0: <laughs> and you this i don't know when i'm gonna air this probably like in the next few days i think she'll still be in Costa Rica but if you want to be jelly she's going to be in Costa Rica
1: (laughs) I'm actually going on a social media cleanse so I may not post anything but when I come back I might post one picture of me in a bikini maybe a booty shot oh yeah hey guys
0: (laughs) brace yourselves 10 days from now, you're going to get that sweet, sweet Aaron Darling bootay <laughs> in your face, so you do not want to miss out. It's going to be good. Yeah, you better follow.
1: Thank you so much for having me, love. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. It was
0: super fun. Um, <laughs> thank you for being patient and doing all the takes, and uh, I'm glad we hung out. Have fun on your trip. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we did it.
1: That was so crazy because when I post I don't necessarily think about using it as a tool but I think like if you're able to authentically be you it ends up Mm -hmm. kind of accidentally being a tool
0: right because like I
1: wasn't trying to get a job you know like if anything I feel like some of the stuff I post is inappropriate like I post a (laughs) picture with pizza on my butt I loved that
0: picture though
1: I loved it too but I I also took that one down too Mm because I was nervous about it because I'm like well what if I apply for a job and they see this and I did I sent like a writing packet away Mm -hmm. like for a tv show the other week and I was like "Mm, maybe I'll just like hide this one I may come back at one point in Time, you but, do a little
0: throwback or like in your Insta story. Right. Like, you know? I just
1: think it's funny and who cares? But yeah. I guess you just never know what the perception is. Like, oh, OK, I have a funny social media story. This actually just Tell happened me. yesterday. So I posted <laughs> this picture of, of a sex position and my mom got mad at me. I posted a picture of like, it was like this is a couple, but it was like, you know what I mean? It's like stick figures, you know, yeah. it's like, like this is how you do this position. And it was almost like doggy style, but the girl was like levitating. Like the guy's <laughs> knees and her like hands weren't on the same plane. So it was yeah. like... It looked like she was in the air and I was just like, this is so funny because it doesn't make sense. So I wrote this joke about like, oh yeah, my favorite position is when the D is so good, you just start levitating because that's what it looked like. Also, yeah. her hands were like this, like her hands were like she was <laughs> swimming, like they were like in front of her. <laughs> it, this position made no sense. I thought it was hilarious. And then my mom saw that tweet and then wrote me this email about how I had hit a new low and how this is inappropriate and it's I'm doing this for shock value Aww. and for likes. And then I just Maybe. responded to her and I was just like, <laughs> mom, like this is, I'm making fun of something like a bad graphic that defies gravity and defies logic. Like I'm not talking about me. It's not personal, right. but like, I guess she was offended by the image of it. Mm. So I guess you just like never know how people are going to take things. You
0: don't, but like also you're not in control of how someone else reacts. You're only in control of like how you react. So I think that that was funny and... Our parents are always going to kind of be embarrassed of us sometimes.
1: Yeah, for sure. But
0: did you take it down because your mom was upset?
1: Yeah, I did, but I didn't tell her that. Um, but I did delete it because yeah. I was like, well, I don't want her to be freaking out. And if she didn't if she didn't get the joke, which I I know she, like, sees this coming from her daughter and her first reaction is, oh, my God, it's serious. Yeah. Um, And I don't think that's how other people took it because people seem to understand, like, the joke. It was funny. But just the fact that she said that, I was like, if there's an off chance that other people see it like this, then, you know, if they're not joke literate, then maybe I should just delete it. So I did.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'm all for a little spring cleaning on the Insta sometimes. I had almost 3,000 photos, like, in December. And I n- deleted like 2,600 of them.
1: What? Wait, yeah. how did you, how long did that take you? How did you fucking have the time? For,
0: okay, so I didn't do it all at once, obviously. It took fucking forever. So like every weekend, I just devoted some time, like an hour. And I would just start, would rapidly delete stuff. Oh I thought God. about it first. Like I would look at, kind of like how you were saying earlier, like no one needs to see me karaoke in 2016, mm-hmm. at blah, blah, blah. I just started looking at things from more of a like, where am I at standpoint? So, like, <laughs> I deleted a lot of the, like, drinking pictures because there's only so many photos you need to view with, like, some expensive champagne. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, exactly. it, It's like I, like, kept stuff that, like, had to do with comedy or, like, was, like, an actual, like, sentimental moment. Um But, yeah, I, you know what? I post stuff and delete it all the time because sometimes you're just in like this mood this like silly mood and you're like oh this is really funny and then a couple hours go by and you want to post something else and you're like i don't want to clog the feed so i'll like delete something because sometimes it's only meant to be there for a couple hours you know yeah it has an
1: expiration date exactly i think there's nothing wrong with that
0: but i do think that maybe you should still own it a little and like allow yourself to be you because it's okay because like you do have a following and I don't think I think unless you're like you're not Trump so like you're good yeah yeah you're not like posting like nonsensical tweets about like building walls and shit getting and mad at people yeah so yeah. like but I'm with you like I've definitely had the same moments, and I, I think it's very relatable like what you just shared because I've gone through phases where I'm like worried or I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or I really want to like like when someone you know someone hurt my feelings and I like wanted to I wrote this joke about it and I really wanted to post this tweet but I like a photo of it on my Instagram of the tweet but I knew that they would see it and I I definitely paused and said do I need them to see that this badly or do I not care like what's the purpose like really why would I post it and I realized that the reason I would have posted it Was maybe because I did want them to see it. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't the right reason. Right. Because people might have thought it was funny. But I wasn't posting it to be funny. Right. You know what I mean? So now for me. And tell me if you can relate. I now pause for a minute sometimes before I post stuff. Like I I think about it. Especially if it's like something that might like not show me in the best light. Because I do have a bunch of people that do follow me that are, like, family members or people I work with, and I want to, like, be careful. But when I'm on stage, that's different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. but No, I, I, d- I can relate to that. I mean, I, should, I feel like I should think about that more sometimes because, like, with my mom, obviously, <laughs>
0: even yeah. though she doesn't
1: understand, like, I'm making fun of the but graphic. Yeah, I'm not talking joke. about my sex life. But I right. wish I could do that position.
0: <laughs> right? I want I wanna to I do to make me levitate. Dude, if hell? you're out there, <laughs> Aaron <laughs> and I are both very single.
1: <laughs> very Wait, single. Wait, you're single, right? Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm totally very, very single. Same. Do you want a boyfriend? Are you at the point where you're like, I want one? Or are you like, I'm working on me right now? You know what? I go through phases.
0: Like, I'm in this space right now where I'm kind of living day to day. Like, in the moment, I have a lot of really great things happening so yeah I definitely wake up on a Saturday sometimes and I'm like oh I wish I had like a handsome person to go do something with but it's not it used to be a major focus like I I feel like looking back like in the last like couple of years since I got single I always was like oh my gosh I need to go on this date or why didn't this (laughs) dude text me back Blah, blah
1: blah but oh my god like
0: now I'm kind of just I I don't know Maybe because I have a lot of things distracting me Like work wise So it's great I don't really care as much Because there's always going to be some dude You know what I mean? There's always going to be some dude Until like I meet like the right person There's always going to be some dude So today No I don't really care I mean I'm not opposed Yeah But
1: I don't know You know so funny is Erica always says like I can't keep up with you and Lori (laughs) uh, And your guys or whatever Yeah yeah, she always makes fun of us. I know. Our me too. Our friend Erica Rhodes. Our friend Erica
0: Rhodes is the, she's like the person that Aaron and I both call when we have like some date Drama. story. Yeah, Like I go on a lot of, she says, I, I guess compared to her because she's always on the road. Erica Rhodes is always on the road. She's always busy, but like. I guess I go on a fair amount of dates. But it's because... I don't know about... I feel like you and I are similar. We're both really social. Mm -hmm. So we're, like, up for a good time. Like, if someone wants to go get a coffee, we're like, yeah, whatever. Let's see where this goes. You know what I mean? I'm not, like, just going on dates with every person that asks. But, like, if you're a cool person... Right. I'll go get a coffee with you.
1: Yeah. Single gentleman. I think... uh, Single (laughs) gentleman. I think the way I date, which is kind of weird, is, like, I think I kind of date fast. Like, Mm -hmm. I we'll hang out with someone a couple of times and then I'll weed them out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like I'm kind of like you in the sense where I go through phases where I feel like dating. Right yeah. now is not one of them where I'm not yeah. like feeling like, oh yeah, I want to go on a bunch of first dates. But sometimes I really feel myself <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, why not? Who cares? Yeah. But when I do, normally my little um, relationships or whatever you might want to call them mm-hmm. last Maybe like two weeks or something before I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. You kind of like figure it out that you were. Just yeah. I get like impulsive or like I get really excited about someone and they seem great. And then their they their true colors come out. How quick does it take for the true colors to come out? I think sometimes second date, but usually like third
1: oh wow okay that's quick okay that's just like me like I'll take I'll give someone maybe three tries yeah and I'll try to factor in that maybe on one of those nights they're not on their Mm -hmm. a-game just like life and then I'll see okay well maybe this is something I could do for a while maybe it's just not something that's going to be compatible but like I'm at the point where I feel like I used to make a lot of like really bad dating decisions (laughs) where I would just date people give people the benefit of the doubt too Mm -hmm. much like Too many second chances and just kind of, you know, I would find something I liked about them and I would focus on that and just everything else that was not working would just blur out into the background, like Photoshop or something. (laughs) And now I'm just like a little more specific. I'm kind of like, I don't want to waste anyone's time. And also I have limited time. Yeah, you're busy. Yeah, I don't want to be going on dates with people that I'm not sure about. So I'll like break up with them pretty quick if I have to.
0: I think that's smart because also like especially because you do have so many good things happening right now. It's. It's also, it's really hard to be on a bad date. I know. You know what I mean? Like to sit there and like have to care and not feel like you're being an asshole. Like, have you ever gone on a date? I love that this podcast is turning into a dating podcast, by the way. We're just going (laughs) to run with it because I love this topic, but... Have you ever been on a date and like within 10
1: minutes, you were like,
0: oh my God, I made a mistake.
1: (laughs) Yes. And they have no idea. Yeah. And and they think it's going great. Yes. And they are like super into you. (laughs) I think, okay, this all kind of comes back to when I said like you're very, like you're inviting, like you're Mm -hmm. familiar, like there's something about you that's super friendly. And I think I'm kind of the same way. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, when you're that personality type, people just like they tune out like the feeling and yes. they're like, you know what I mean? Like they don't even realize that they're like making you uncomfortable yes. or that you might have boundaries or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like that happens to me all the time where I'm like, okay, obviously you feel comfortable around me, but like I'm not that comfortable with you. Even right. though I'm happy, I'm smiling. I'm trying to make the best out of this. Like you're being I don't, polite. Yeah. I don't want you to think that we're like hitting it off.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> I guess what's like a good, like, like, this is the hardest thing. Like how do you how do you end the date? Like if you're not feeling it,
1: like do you stay God, you for know, an it, hour? It depends, right? Like if it's a dinner date, I normally just like I finish the dinner and do then Do you go
0: on first dates to dinner? Yes. Like, but do you talk to the person first? Like how much texting or phone calls before you'll go on a first dinner date?
1: I think it really just depends on what they initiate because some guys will just like ask you to dinner and now I'll be like, okay, whatever. That's fine. Cause I know I hate to be stereotypical, but I'm like, oh, well at least I'll like, I'll get a meal out of it. (laughs) Like I know they're probably, yeah, they're not awful. They're not, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you're just kind of, I think you can gauge with like the text chemistry or the messaging chemistry that like, whether or not you can be at a dinner table with them, right? So, yeah. like, worst case scenario, we just, we go our separate ways, you know? Yeah. Um, best case scenario, you have a great dinner and, like, you see them again. Do you split the bill? it really depends I always offer to I offer to contribute that's my phrase that I now say I'm like how can I contribute to this and sometimes they'll be like well you know most of the time they don't let you
0: yeah which is good guys I think that's like a good sign I think if someone allows you to help pay they probably weren't into it or they're broke as fuck.
1: They're you'd normally broke, <laughs> what I found. I Yeah, I went on, there's this guy, like the last guy I was seeing. Like I would offer, like if we did something nicer, like mm-hmm. he would pay like for cheap shit that yeah, we did, like right? Ice like ice cream, coffee. Yeah, drinks, pizza, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but then if we went somewhere nicer and got some sort of like entree, then I would offer, you know, like can I contribute? And he would say, if you want. And yeah. I always feel weird when they say, if yeah, you want. Yeah, because
0: then you're like, well, maybe I don't really want to. And I was just being polite. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, I don't really know what to do. So then at that point, I'll either like give them all the cash that I have or yeah. I'll just pull out my card and be like, okay, let's just split it then. Yeah. Yeah. But then I feel like the financials of dating kind of change, like – the further along you start seeing someone, right? Mm -hmm. I always think if a guy asks you on a first date, he should pay regardless, no matter what it is. I agree. Yeah, but after that, like, after a couple of dates, you guys keep seeing each other. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really think he should be, like, financially responsible for everything that you guys do. No, unless he wants to, yeah. Unless he's far wealthier than you. Right,
0: I agree. I think the same. I'm very much, like, first couple of dates, the guy can pay but i'll i do always like do the reach and sort of like i'll pay for half kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then after that you guys kind of like pick and choose like i'll pay for dinner tonight and then you can get dessert, and like we'll switch off like i went on two dates with a guy and he paid before i I tried to like offer to pay and then the second time i went to the restroom and then he had already like paid the checks we were going to the movies Mm -hmm. and then when we got to the movies he had already bought the tickets ahead of time so he was like way ahead of me which I thought was like a great sign.
1: Yeah. Um, That's the other thing I like. I like if a date, if it's going well, it has multiple parts. Like if I yeah. have dinner with someone, then it's going well. and We have a drink, like I'll buy the drinks. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you go see a movie, then I'll be like, okay, then I got our snacks. Yes. Like same. I kind of like that. But then if it doesn't go well, then you're like, oh, sorry, I guess you just paid for my dinner. Yeah. But hey, you got to be in my presence. We had a great conversation. Yeah. I'm never a bitch on a first date, same. even if it's going well. Yeah, yeah, I got that vibe from you. I know some people that are. They're like, oh, he wouldn't look like his picture, blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, it's like at that point, you're making your both. Both of you people are miserable. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, at
0: least just be like nice. You're both two human beings and now you're just sharing a meal. Like, right,
1: exactly. Now yeah. you're just friends.
0: <laughs> I I've gone on some dates before, though, where I was like, I went on a date recently and it was a second date and I wasn't. I had a really good conversation with the guy on the first date, but I wasn't super attracted. And the second date, I just – I don't know. My body was just like, you got to get out of here. Like, there Really? Was, yeah, it was really bizarre. Like, I just needed to leave. Like, everything was telling me to go. What? But, um, like, I – so let's go back. Let's transition this back into your career. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do we have to? So, I yeah. like this conversation. <laughs> well, I feel like we can, we can at least like tie it all together. I love like. So as I said before, we got cut off here. Um, but we just said goodbye. We wrapped everything up and just dated. But, you know, dating and career. Do they go hand in hand? Do you need to be dating? Or should you just be focusing on your career and then it all comes into place? I don't know. You guys tell me. But anyways, um, you can follow Erin at Darling on Instagram, D-E-A, and then a lot of H's, L-I-N-G. And you can also find her on Twitter. I'm so glad if you guys made it to the end. And thanks for listening.